This is Agri-Futures On Air, brought to you by Agri-Futures Australia, driving innovation in Australian agriculture. The Agri-Futures Australia Thoroughbred Horses Program explores research and development to reduce injury and breakdown of horses in work and training, improve the safety of industry participants and enhance the sustainability of the industry. In this episode of Agri-Futures On Air, we speak with Professor Chris Whitten, who's highly respected across the industry. He's devoted his life to the welfare of horses and their ongoing advancement and he's developed a computational model to study the gait of horses on different tracks. It's known in racing circles as the locomotion of horses. So who is Chris Whitten? Well, many people listening will know him or know of him, but for those who don't, let's find out more about the man. I graduated from University of Sydney in 1985 and I immediately started in private veterinary practice working with horses in the Hunter Valley and have continued doing so ever since. Now you're at the University of Melbourne. So what's your role there? So I'm head of the Equine Centre, which is a referral hospital for horses from all around the state and some interstate horses. And we do all kinds of veterinary work for horses here. We have advanced imaging. We have a surgery. We have medical specialists and surgical specialists And so I'm in charge of that, and I'm also uh, head of the uh, research program into injury prevention in racehorses that is funded by Racing Victoria and other funding bodies like AgriFutures. And how about the industry? How do you sort of interact with the racehorse industry? Our interaction with owners and trainers who bring their horses to us for the various issues that they have and through the referring veterinarians who we work with to help solve their veterinary problems with horses, and then as well directly through Racing Victoria, where, as I say, we've got a research program and we work closely with Racing Victoria to both work on trying to improve, reduce the numbers of horses that are breaking down with with limb injuries, and we also work through them educating trainers and owners and referring vets on what the effective preventative measures are. Mm. Now, Chris, way back when, you have to go back a fair way here, I suppose, what sparked your interest in focusing on the health and the welfare of horses? Well, before veterinary science, I grew up working on horse studs in the Hunter Valley and got interested there, and in particular, watching the vets come out to the horse studs and deal with some of the problems they had on the studs was where I got interested in being a vet to work with horses. And my father was also a avid race goer and owned some race horses. And so that's what sort of got me interested. And then as I went through veterinary science, I was most interested in doing horsework when I finished. And so when I finished, I got a job working with horses and I've been with them ever since. Did you ride horses as a kid? A little bit, just, you know, doing farm work, you know rounding up cattle and that sort of thing, but that's about the limit of my riding expertise. Okay, that that one as well. But obviously the animals themselves just sparked a love. Oh, definitely. And in particular, the fact that they are extreme athletes, that's the sort of thing that's always fascinated me, their ability to move at speed, 
is quite phenomenal and the more we learn about and understand what they do the more we realize they're basically biology at the limit and that's why there's this fine balance between getting them fit and at their peak without tipping them over the edge into injury and then poor performance i find that fascinating that ability to uh, understand how to maximize what is already something that is right on the edge without ending up with problems. In a way, that brings us to your latest research, which is looking at various racetrack surfaces. What was your research question there? What were you aiming to find out? The project is twofold. This is part of a longer-term project to develop means of measuring loads within limbs of horses moving fast, which is a very challenging thing to do. It's, as you can imagine, it's not an easy thing to actually measure the loads in a live animal galloping at speed. And so what we've been doing is developing computational modeling, which allows you to develop a model of the horse on a computer from which you can measure loads in anything. So you can say, well, I want to know what the load is in the tendon, or I want to know what the load is at this joint surface or that joint surface or on this bone. The issue is building a model that is representative of what is happening in real life. And because what is happening in real life is very complicated, these models are complicated and difficult to build. But we've been on this process now for a number of years, and this is the latest project doing this. The purpose of the project was twofold, to develop the model further and to try to understand how two different surfaces load the limb in a galloping horse. So you looked at synthetic and sand, is that right? Yes, that's correct. So what did you find out then? And as well, we looked at horses running on a treadmill, so three different surfaces. So we've got a very hard surface in the treadmill, a sort of intermediately hard surface uh, in the sand and then a softer surface in the synthetic track and one of the interesting things is that we showed that the horses change the way they move on each different surface now that was known before that horses on treadmills move differently to horses moving over ground but we showed that they also change the way they move between the sand and the synthetic as well and this to some degree mitigates the differences in the hardness of the surface so you would expect If the horse moved exactly the same on the hardest surface, the treadmill, as it did on the softest surface, you would expect the loads to be a lot higher on the hard surface than they are on the soft surface. And it turns out that they still are higher on the hard surface than they are on the soft surface, but much less than what you'd expect because the horse has changed the way it's moving to mitigate the effects of the hard surface. They have this ability to adapt the way they move to different surfaces to mitigate some of the effects of those surfaces. It sounds like this research, even though it's probably been going for a while now, there's still so much to learn. What's the ultimate aim of testing the different tracked surfaces? For me, it's to have evidence-based decision-making on what surfaces are safest for horses. So really the only evidence that people can go on at the moment about what is safest for a horse is based on the injury data from each particular track. So we know from injury data that in general, grass surfaces are safer than dirt surfaces in the US and that the synthetic surfaces seem to have less fatal injuries on them, but seem to have somewhat a little bit more non-fatal injuries. Because injury comes on over time, the track on which where the injury shows itself may not be 
causing the problem. It may be that the problem developed on the training track and then it races on a particular track and that's the straw that broke the camel's back. When an injury happens, it's human nature to be looking at what happened on the day that might have caused it. You know, oh, he took a bad step or he stood on a stone or the track was too hard or those sorts of things. Now, they may all contribute. I'm not saying those things are not important, but we really need to get into this mindset that these injuries accumulate over time. And so whenever something happens, we need to be much more looking back at what we've been doing leading up to that point rather than what happened at the point of injury. And in general, the two ways we get to injury are too much work over too long a period or too much intense work in a short period, or the other alternative is not enough. If the horse is not adapted to what it has to do, the skeleton is not ready for what you're doing to it, then you're going to get injuries as well. And so there's It's not simple, it's complex, and there's many pathways to injury, but we're only going to learn from an individual injury if we look at the whole picture rather than just say, oh, it's something that happened on that day that caused that injury or it was just bad luck. Generally, they have developed over time, and so that's what we have to look at, what we were doing in the weeks leading up to the injury that may have contributed to it. Chris Whitten, head of the Equine Centre at the University of Melbourne. Now, my next guest is another well-known veterinarian in the thoroughbred racing industry. Craig Sewan was the Chief Veterinary Officer for Horse Racing in New South Wales for over 30 years, up until 2018, and nowadays is a member of the AgriFutures Australia Thoroughbred Horse Advisory Panel. Craig, you reviewed Chris's work on track surfaces, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But after talking to Chris, it strikes me that he has this tremendous affection and respect for racehorses. What's captured your involvement in the thoroughbred industry over the years? Has it been the horses themselves, or is it that a racetrack on a race day is a pretty exciting place to be? Oh, look, I think you've captured both elements for me. I suppose I'll, I'll take you back to my background. So I, I'd graduated from the University of Sydney Veterinary School in 1979. And while I'd never had, I guess, a close association with horses during my upbringing, I've certainly always had a, a fascination with horses. And I guess particularly through my grandfather, who was a very avid race goer and a very keen punter as well. But uh, on graduation from the University of Sydney, I was lucky enough to be appointed as an intern at the University of Sydney's Veterinary Teaching Hospital at Camden or Cobbity. That, I guess, inspired me to focus, I guess, my career on horses and more particularly racehorses. So I then continued my postgraduate studies through a residency at the Ontario Veterinary College in Canada. And so on returning to Australia, I went back to work at the University of Sydney at their Sydney campus, which then had an equine hospital and clinic. And then an interesting job advertisement appeared advertising the position of official veterinarian with the Australian Jockey Club, or AJC. And I applied for that position towards the end of 1985. I was lucky enough to be appointed. And I guess the rest, as they say, is history. So I was there for 33 years in that position. Yeah. That's not a bad innings. And I suppose it's that love racehorsing that kept you there. 
Very much so. So, look, it's a fascinating industry. You get to work with the finest of animal athletes. You know, horses are majestic creatures. They are incredible athletes, both from a you know, musculoskeletal sense, but also their you know, cardiovascular system and their respiratory system. It all comes together to create a superb athlete. They're wonderful creatures to work with. You get the occasional naughty one that wouldn't perhaps play the game when you were trying to examine it. But fascinating creatures and a fascinating industry. Do you have any favourite horses from over the years? Look, I was lucky enough to work while you know, three wonderful mares raced. Sunline, a New Zealand bred mare that raced during the 90s. And more recently, Black Caviar and Winx, of course. Mm. You know, Winx comparisons have been made to horses like Farlap and Kingston Town, but she certainly was an incredible champion and wonderfully put together and a tremendous athlete. I suppose punters, they'd have their own relationship with those horses but as you say, just wonderful animals, but you'd have a more personal relationship with them. So what makes them particular favourites for you? Well, those particular favourites, I suppose, was just their very workmanlike approach to their job. They were professionals, if you want to say that. And they also, I think, played up to the, the public affection that was displayed towards them as well. Yeah, horses do have personalities. We know that. Were they nice? Were they good horses? <laughs> oh, well, actually, all three could be known to be a little bit cranky, but certainly my dealings with them was that they were wonderful creatures to work with. And in fact, my favourite photographs of, of me sort of working in the racing industry is a photograph of me having just collected a blood sample from Black Caviar. And I was accompanied by my daughter who is now a veterinarian herself, but she was assisting the blood collection veterinarians on the day when she was a veterinary student. And there's a photograph of the three of us, here, Black Caviar, my daughter and myself, yeah, sort of look back at that with great affection. As I mentioned, you are now on the AgriFutures Australia Thoroughbred Horses Advisory Panel. What sort of work does that involve? Well, that involves the panel reviewing uh, research applications that are submitted from equine researchers around the country, and the panel's job is to review those research applications to determine their merit and their appropriateness to the, I guess, the strategic guidelines that have been formed for the, the program. And it's then a matter of the panel deciding which research applications are relevant and appropriate, and also the amount of funding that should be dispensed in order to facilitate the proposals that are submitted. So not every proposal gets up. As I say, it's very much a merit-based decision-making process to ensure that the projects that we approve align with the guidelines and principles of the program. I also have positions on some overseas racing-related committees, the International Federation of Horse Racing Authorities, and I sit as a member of both the Horse Welfare Committee and also the Advisory Council on Equine Prohibited Substances and Prohibited Practices. So let's talk about Chris Whitten's work on track surfaces, which you've reviewed. What's your take-home message from that research? Well, Professor Witten has conducted a, a very interesting project that I think will have quite significant long-term implications. But basically, he has developed a so-called computational model that 
aims to study the way a horse's gait responds to different track surfaces. A treadmill, so that would be considered to be a hard surface. He looked at a sand track, which would be considered to be intermediate, you know, halfway between sort of firm and soft, and then a synthetic track, which would be considered soft. And what Professor Witten aimed to do was to study how the horse's locomotion, or that is its gait, responded to working on those particular surfaces through the, the development of this computational model. And what he found, he's told us, is that the gait actually changes depending on the surface. So what does that mean in practical terms? Well, it means that the horse's gait adapts to the hardness of the surface. So, And why it does that is, is to mitigate or modify the forces that the limbs are subjected to as they deal with that particular surface. So the gait is modified to reduce the forces uh, with the hard surface. And that adaptation, I guess, is less for when they're exercising on the softer surface. And the point he made, I thought, was very interesting, is that this has been known for a while, but it's certainly, the research that he's done has certainly added to the knowledge about how gates change on particular surfaces. So will this have any sort of immediate impact on the way trainers go about their work with their, their charges? It may not necessarily lead to that in the first instance. What I think will happen is that it will assist track managers and racing authorities to more critically examine the nature of the surfaces that they have at their training tracks to ensure that those surfaces are as safe and as less impactful, if you will, to to the horses as they train on those training tracks. If you look at not so much the treadmill, which was part of this particular study, but if you look at sand tracks and synthetic tracks, most horses that are training at public training facilities do most of their so-called mileage on those track surfaces. And of course, the more mileage that a horse gets under its belt as it, as it works uh, over you know, extended periods of time, that's going to have an impact on the wear and tear of various limb structures, such as the bones, the joints and the tendons. So what we're looking at is to try and reduce those loads by having training track surfaces that are as safe as we can manage. And Chris's work will add to that in track managers will have something else to look at in the future. Yes, indeed. I think this is very much a first stage in that process. I would suspect that there will need to be further refinement and perhaps using increased numbers of horses and looking at different types of both synthetic tracks, sand tracks and dirt tracks as well, which, as I say, are the mainstays for most public training facilities for training purposes and the tracks that are used most by most horses during their training program. So we need to make those surfaces as safe as possible. And by safe, I mean leading to a reduction in the forces that those various limb structures are exposed to and therefore reduce the risk of injury. Yeah, I'm getting the impression from you that we're not talking about a revolutionary change in moving away from sand courses to synthetic courses or anything like that, but making what we have now better and safer for horses. 
That's right. But also, I think this project aims to provide, you know, a, a stronger evidence base, if you will, or at least a, a more objective approach to measuring the nature and, and hardness of these various surfaces and how they impact on the, the way that the horse moves over. Yes, we all love to win at the ponies and we can be thankful that there are people and programs within the industry devoted to looking after the welfare of those magnificent animals. My guests today were two esteemed veterinarians in the thoroughbred horse racing world in Australia, Chris Whitten, the head of the Equine Centre at the University of Melbourne, and Craig Sewan, a member of the AgriFutures Australia Thoroughbred Horses Advisory Panel. My name is Chris Brown. You've been listening to AgriFutures On Air, a weekly podcast brought to you by AgriFutures Australia.